Hello, everyone. Welcome to Method Meets Magic with Jess and Dan. I hope you guys are all doing fabulously today. All right. Well, I hope everybody's doing fabulously today. We have um, today a special guest on the Method Meets Magic radio show. I want to um, just start out by reminding you guys that you can come on to, you can find us on Facebook if you head on to Facebook and search the page Method Meets Magic um, Radio, and you can also find us on Instagram at Method Meets Magic Radio. Dan, are you there? Yeah, for some reason, my um, I'm here. It's cool. <laughs> we are here hey everybody hey 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 i've got a new song for today <laughs> did i make up for my silence with the song you did a little bit kind of <laughs> <laughs> i saw your mouth moving and i was like why why is there nothing here okay it's all good all right okay, tell okay, winner. Today, dan what's going on what's new with you what's new with me i'm back in the sun again thank goodness had an amazing couple of workshops. Obviously, we did the Beyond Intention Blueprint Mastermind in New York last Sunday. Had fabulous time. Uh, great transformation. Already groovy. And then I was in St. Louis on Thursday. And I uh, I did a, a cheeky Beyond Intention Foundations workshop down there. And again, love it, love it, love my life. How you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm impressed that you survived because I know that you are not somebody who likes the cold so i'm so impressed that you survived being in two very cold places i borrowed a coat my friend kip saved me with a coat that's that is that is very good friends yes. with coats awesome. <laughs> so dan tell us do you want to tell everybody a little bit for those people who are just tuning in today who have never heard of beyond intention do you want to tell them a little bit about what beyond intention is yes it's magic it's magic with method <laughs> <laughs> Beyond Detention is a four-step model, guys, that empowers you to step back into your capacity to be the author and creator of your life through the gift of choice. Every single one of us can literally direct the course of our life through the choices that we make moment to moment, hour to hour, day to day. And through those choices, align ourselves with specific outcomes that we'd like to see in our lives. And Beyond Detention keeps us from being stuck in those loops of choices we no longer want to make and allows us to call in choices that uh, that we want to start making our life and start creating new outcomes for ourselves or deliberately call in outcomes that we are experiencing um, on an ongoing basis. I had a really interesting conversation with someone over the Christmas and New Year's period. I was actually meant to do, um, I was meant to speak for this private group of like high performers and, um, and for them, they're like, yeah, but we, we're happy with our lives. We're happy with our lives. We don't, we're overachievers. We don't really need to change anything. And it was actually in that moment that I realized that Beyond Intention isn't necessarily about creating something different. It's just about being deliberate about what we're calling in so we can do that on command. I love that. I'm wondering, yeah, yeah that's, it's interesting too because it's not so much about making your life, quote, better, but just being, it sounds like being more conscious. Yeah, definitely. Because I think the, the science is, and we've spoken about this before, so for those of you that have been loyal listeners for our, our past few shows, forgive us for, for going over old ground. But, you know, it's good to hear things more than once sometimes to have it settle in and, and really be ingrained. But so much of our time is spent just operating on unconscious patterns. The the maths of it is, is something like 95% of our waking day is spent operating on unconscious patterns. And so if we're not disrupting those unconscious patterns and we're just running on those programs, then we're going to keep getting the results we've always gotten. Now, if we're happy with those results, that's great. But a great many of us aren't happy in those results. Um, the numbers on addiction, the numbers on depression, the numbers on anxiety, the numbers of people that are trapped in cycles around alcoholism and all these other things. It's, it's a testament, I think, to the fact that most of us just aren't actually running on patterns that we want. And Beyond Intention is one framework, one tool that can be used to step into that on a, de in a deliberate way instead of just being subject to people places and things outside of ourselves yeah i think that's a, a great lead into as well if you want to um do you want to give the audience a reminder of our nine week transformation series because we had we introduced our subject last week which we um was all shifting your energy so mm -hmm. why don't you go ahead and give us a little reminder on what what we're working on the next few weeks sure thing okay guys so method 101 if you want to have an outcome in your life, there must be an alignment of your energy, 
an alignment of your mindset and alignment of your physical actions, your physical choices, the things that you do. So we're looking at, um, to put it in layman's terms or to put it in more vanilla framework that people are probably used to hearing, we're talking about your soul or your spirit, your mind and your body have to be aligned to really bring that back again, because those of you that have been listening to us or know that Jess and I's work from, from outside of the radio, you know, we're all about keeping it practical, losing the woo-woo and just making this something that you can actually do something with. We're talking about how you feel, what you believe and what you do. Those three things must be in alignment. And last week we introduced the whole idea of energy, emotions and feelings, which is what our illustrious guest today is going to give us some super duper tools to, to step into. Next week, we're going to have a Q&A um, and allow you guys to call in and, and ask your questions. And we've got um, a dear friend of ours is going to be coming on and asking some questions too. And then we're going to move on to the mindset. Like, where's your mind at? What do you believe? What's going on inside that nugget of yours? And how is that? How closely is that in line with what you want to see? Um, again, we'll have another guest. We'll do a Q&A. And thereafter, we're going to look at what we do. And we've got a great guest lined up for that too. I think this is a great time. Um, we actually have on the show today, uh, Daniel Fox is joining us. Daniel Fox is a business coach um, and author, and he founded what became an eight-figure business with hundreds of employees, only to find himself purposeless and disconnected from his passion person and personal transformation. Practicing over 12 years now, he coaches committed world changers to turn their passions into thriving and fulfilling careers. So we have Daniel on with us today. Daniel, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Mr. Yeah. Fox. Mr. Fox. <laughs> Man, the first part of that bio sounds like a super downer. <laughs> <laughs> super downer and then uh, energetically shifted into a super upper. We turn the corner and then I, and then that's the hero's journey into a life full of ease and success. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Exactly. Well, welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to talk um, about shifting your energy, which we're going to get into in the next segment. But do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your work um, after that, that lovely introduction? Yeah, so I have bios floating around everywhere, and and as the show approached, <laughs> getting on, you're like, send me a bio, and I just grabbed whatever I had. Um, the last, so so some of the last work that I've did, I feel like is is the most powerful, and it's the culmination of my work with um, Taoism and Tantra thought, and incorporating it into uh, solopreneur and entrepreneurship coaching, and um, it's what I call the signature approach, which identifies what energetic archetype are you are and how you work in the world, how you work best in the flow, um, how you put yourself out there the best, how you partner with other people, what your strengths and weaknesses are. So um, maybe we'll talk about that today. Maybe we won't, but it's some awesome stuff that I've been working on lately that I want, I, sure. I want to know about the energy. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> from one, from, from one Daniel to another, I want to know more of these things. Thank you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm up to right now. <laughs> Awesome. Daniel, well, tell everyone where they can, where can they find your test to go on and, and see what their archetype is? Um, it, the, the assessments at signatureapproach.com. So signatureapproach.com. Fairly easy. Well, we can pop that on the Facebook group as well. For those of you who aren't following us on Facebook, what are you doing with your life? Come and join us. Also, we're very new and we need the likes, please. Thank you. Please. And thank you. Awesome. So, um, Daniel, Tell us a little bit. I would love to hear a little bit about like these archetypes. What are the archetypes? Yeah. So this this starts with a very important caveat that I always have to bring, which is um, the results of the archetypes will will put your dominant energy in a category that includes the words masculine and feminine. And these do not have to do with your sexual preference. They don't they don't have to do with your gender. They don't have to do with, with what body you're in. They are traditional um, Taoist words that, that represent the concept of how you move energy and how you dance with your own, uh, with your own manifestation ability, with your own creation ability. So the masculine, um, is something that really dominates and is a direct and driving, uh, action, uh, production manifestation method. And the feminine is one that more pulls and dances with, and creates in with a gravity and an, an exploration. 
and, and often brings uh, new flavors and unexpected play to the ability to create. So that's one axis of this. And the other is light and dark. Light deals with upper chakras. It deals with beauty, harmony, um, spirit, and the lower deals with more power and creating intensity in the world and kind of lower chakra values. So if you combine both of these things, we end up with four major archetypes, light masculine, light feminine, dark masculine, and dark feminine, which all have their own unique characteristics with how they work in the world. How is that for a, how is that for a download? I, <laughs> that I want sense? I, I want to know mine. Dan, Daniel, why have you never told me about this before? I feel like a little bit out in the cold. I feel well, like I'm in the cold, dude. It is brand. It is brand new. Okay, so okay. I've been working on it for a while, but it just put pushed it out into the world, um, not not but a week and a half ago. So you're not okay, missing out. I will let you off. I will let you off. But we're definitely going to talk about that. What I'm thinking is though, this is a pretty pretty super time to take a quick break. Let Mr. Eric give us some groovy tunes. And then when we get back, I want to get your input on my thoughts on this whole alignment thing. And I want to see how your experience in this world, um, how it, I want to see what your thoughts are. But I want to let people germinate on what we've just spoken about and then come back in a couple of minutes. Sound good with you two? Of course. Perfect. Groovy. A message from wildlife biologist Jeff Corwin for American Humane. Every year, 30,000 elephants are killed by poachers. 8 million tons of plastic is dumped into the ocean, and 18 million acres of forest disappear. And with them, many of the remarkable animals that share our planet. These animals need our help. Their very survival depends on our ability to protect them. Zoos and aquariums are on the front lines of wildlife conservation and inspire environmental stewardship amongst the millions of families that visit every year. And no, that zoos and aquariums that have earned the Humane Certified Seal of Approval from American Humane will not give up until every species has a fighting chance for survival. Find out more and help protect and preserve the amazing creatures that share our world. Brought to you by American Humane. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. St. Jude takes care of absolutely everything. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. St. Jude allowed me to focus on being a mom to Bryce. And sometimes I'm just in awe of the impact St. Jude has, not only on this community, but the world. St. Jude is uniquely positioned to advance the cures of pediatric cancer, I think better than any other institution in the world. The contributions make a big difference. Donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. We have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. All right, guys, we are back with Method Meets Magic Radio with Jess and Dan, and we have a very special guest on today, Daniel Fox. He is an unconventional business coach and author. Welcome back, all of the Daniels. Yes, we're here to talk about all of the things. (laughs) Daniel... (laughs) Daniel, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about these amazingly intricate and yet simple in their complexity archetypes. We spoke about masculinity and femininity, not in relation to gender, but in relation to energy and light and dark. And I'm I'm really, really interested in seeing your hearing your thoughts on this whole idea that Jess and I have been cooking up and working with about creating alignment. Are you aligned with our thoughts on alignment? is where I'm at. I have no idea. Tell me your thoughts on alignment. <laughs> so, so you can't just tell me, like, do you agree with me? Tell me, you, <laughs> say you agree. Say you agree. Okay. Name of my name. Agree with me. Yes, all of the things. Now, this whole idea that you really will struggle to see creation happen when there is not alignment of your energy, your thoughts, and your actions. Energy, thoughts, and actions are required 
it to be aligned before you're able to effectively manifest. Did I say that back right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting because Jess and I were actually speaking a couple days ago about um, about alignment and then intuition. So, so that was kind of one of the ways that she put it. And, um, and I have a different, a, a little bit different take on it. I think we're all coming at the same idea from slightly different facets of the, of the gem. And yes. <clears throat> mine would be about doing a dance with, um, with listening, like that, that there is a precursor to manifestation that actually requires that you kind of listen instead of just generate whatever. I, at least that's the way that I would like to be in the world. And so mm -hmm. let me, so I'll just say a little bit more about that, which is we can sit down and you have total free will to write out that you would like, um, 12 Maseratis and 16 yachts and that you want mm -hmm. you, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And you can manifest that. I, I believe, I believe that's totally possible. However, I think there's a step beyond that we're being called to, and that is to listen and to align with with kind of the flow of of where we are and what we are what we're doing in the world, that we are invited to like listen for what we should create before we actually sit down. So it's an intuitive process and it's a okay. dance with the universe that may seem like a piece of the universe that's outside of ourselves, or, or it's it's we're we're acting in a cooperative manner rather than um, a a list of demands. Okay, so. This feels really good because one thing that I talk about in my workshops a lot and when my clients get to sort of the end of our process together, we start looking at something called cleaning your intention. And that's not to say something's dirty, but it's to clear it of um, to clear it of the ego and allow it to be so love centered that there's going to be an, a there's going to be a harmony to it and there's going to be an outward growth to it that's going to call in the support of universal energies to make it happen. Finding that does require bringing it into the silence and for me coming to the silence is the only space where we can do that act of listening so again i'm with you on the gem and i'm i'm with you completely on this dance because in order to well first of all, before any of this stuff of going through the transformation creating alignment we have to know what we're aligning to one um point of contention that i often find myself meeting people at is this whole idea of blind surrender i personally don't agree with it because the fact of the matter is ancient law always says that there has to be uh, an instruction or um, an intention set, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, about what we are creating. And when we just blindly surrender without actually having aligned ourselves with a specific intention, it's not that we haven't set an intention. It's just that that's coming from our subconscious instead of our conscious. And so our patterns are framing what that intention will be, the direction, the true north of our creation, as opposed to us consciously choosing. But I, I really like you're inviting us to make even that choosing process this beautiful dance calling in something that's bigger and greater than ourselves more loving and more beautiful and making that the point of creation this i like mm. i love that i've actually talked with the both of you in the past 24 to 48 hours <laughs> about these subjects so this is um very nice very aligned um what's what's really awesome Daniel Fox what you just said is um it, it would be easy to come from the ego mind and me sit down and be like you know what and Dan we talked about Dan man I'm gonna just call mm -hmm. you guys Daniel Fox and Dan man so well, Dan you can man call me Mangena. apparently I'm Mangena so you could just call me Mangena okay either one <laughs> <laughs> I just call you method man and Mangena and yeah. Dan man so now you have nicknames as well in addition to me having a bunch of nicknames on the show yeah, but you're the um, okay <laughs> All right. So rewind. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about vision boards and why vision boards are just they, they can be amped up when we're talking about the manifestation process. Often people are like, we should just make a vision board and then that's what we're going to get. Um, but it's really important to really rewind and talk about what Daniel Fox was talking about, which is getting really intentional and doing the, the internal listening process before you actually put what you want on the vision board, because otherwise it can come from a place of like, I think I'm supposed to have a Maserati because that's what the American status symbol of money is. So mm -hmm. I should put a Maserati on there because that's what I think success is from a place not within myself, but from what the what society perhaps dictates in my life is success. Is that Daniel? Is that 
aligning with what you're saying? Um, yeah, you know, okay. I, there's a, there's a big caveat. There's another side to this coin that I want to throw out there. If we're ready for me to throw a wrench into what I just said, <laughs> throw it. Okay. Um, yes, let's align and let's dance and let's listen and asking for the stuff that you want, like following that rabbit trail. So following the, the Maserati and then asking what the Maserati means to you. Like that there's something that have, you know, you may love the beauty of a Maserati. You may want to have access to that beauty. You may want to go really fast. You may, um, it may mean that it, you get to connect with your uncle who has a Maserati. There are things that, that these desires can reveal about what we actually want. Um, that that can lead to really beautiful unfolding of of growth for us personally. So it's not for me to judge somebody who wants six Maseratis. It's for us to start there and then to peel back the layers and say, okay, why why do I want six? Like, what do I get from six Maseratis? Is it just do I want to be like untouchably wealthy? Like, do, do I want people to see me as just like superhuman? And why do I want people to see me as superhuman? Like, what am I, is there, is there a compensating? Am I compensating for something or, you know, what else is going on? So, so it's in that, like letting your desire unfold and not judging it, I think is an important part of the, the manifestation process too. But I think, one of the, the things that I, I I love to go to um, all the time is bringing people back to using beyond intention in their creation process. And that's remembering that step two, when we come to the present moment, there are no stories. So when you set intentions in, in the present moment, there are no stories, there are no beliefs, and you can literally come from a truly pure space to set those intentions and to make the creation happen. So I think once you are present, you, you are really centered then what other people, places and things tell you you should or shouldn't be kind of loses power unless you give that power away by bringing it back into the present moment, no? Um, yes, if you're present and you're connected to what's going on, then yeah, your desires are, I, I don't know. I mean, this is your, this is your method, <laughs> you're the, <laughs> dude. Um, I, I think my point is like, you know, people there's a there's a whole segment of the population who judges what they want as being bad or wrong or that they're not worthy of it. Um, and so they don't actually let themselves want what they want um, when really those desires have important information for them. So shadows as well. This is shadow work. This is less about manifestation and more about beginning with the desire to manifest and then letting it take you into learning about yourself and clearing up stuff that maybe you didn't know was there. Mm. Well, I think one yeah. of the things that, um, with this whole thing of creating alignment is that sometimes the resistance that blocks the alignment coming into place is not owning our shadows not owning our shadows and not allowing the beauty that's in that shadow to be a part of our experience and creating stories like we say to ourselves, you know, I want this and I want that, but we don't really want that. And so because we don't truly want that, we don't truly desire it because it's not coming from within us. It's coming from stories from other people that creates a resistance that pulls us out of alignment. Mm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Let me ask a question, Daniel Fox. What do you, what it, for those listeners who are listening in, they're like the shadow. What's the shadow? What what do you what is a shadow? What do you consider the shadow? Yeah, a shadow is just like something that that motivates us or something that is um, driving our experience. Or um, it's it's a it you know just think of it as a motive that we have not yet uncovered. That there's some kind of um, some kind of thing operating in our subconscious or operating that we don't want to look at. That like maybe it's like culturally um unacceptable or maybe we it was a part of us that we would judge about ourselves so you know a lot of people have judgments about really rich people and so something there's something in their shadow about like i i don't i could never be rich because rich people are are bad but they might not say that like because they know rich people aren't bad but it's something in there's something in their shadow where they're like 
I can never manifest money because if I did, that would mean I was bad. So, so there's like a shadow belief. There's like some shadow things happening, um, that if they stopped and slowed down and did some work, they might recognize that they equate being rich with being bad and that it's actually sabotaging. It's a belief that's sabotaging their ability to manifest. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking to myself that could look like something like I start to amass money um, and then you don't realize that that rich people are bad thing is kind of under lying underneath the surface. You don't hear it in your mind perhaps all day long like, oh, rich people are bad. That's what I think and believe. It's sort of kind of underneath the surface. And then that may look like I hit this threshold where I've made $10,000 and then I go out and I blow all of my money or I stop doing work. I, I, um, I don't show up on time, whatever it may be. You start sabotaging in a way that prevents you from from kind of going beyond that threshold of money that you've made. Am I getting that right? Yeah, it can, it can certainly be like sabotaging once you get to a certain amount or um, never making traction, never getting off the ground, never following through with what you want to do. Or um, Yeah, it could, it could manifest in a bunch of different ways. That is definitely one of them. I mean, I always go to, I always, always say the, the, the mind doesn't lose. And so as long as those patterns are there in the back of your mind, then it's going to frame what you see. And if you genuinely don't want to be a nasty or don't, don't want to be a bad person, and you do, like you said, have that belief that those that have money are bad people, then you will struggle to create something out of alignment with that because the mind doesn't lose. It's always going to keep a certain picture together. I would love to welcome like anybody anybody who's listening that's been struggling perhaps in an area of their life where they're feeling like I want something different, but I can't seem to make it happen. Um, both Daniel and Dan have some, some great tools. It sounds like to really help to start looking at whether it's beyond intention, starting to look at the signature approach. I would highly recommend guys going on guys and ladies, uh, everyone to go and check <laughs> all out of the people, Dan, all of the people out there in uh, radio land, go and check out, Daniel's um, quiz at signatureapproach.com because it gives, I mean, Daniel, the results give the, what you might be struggling with, what, what you might be good at, right? Kind of gives us an outline of what to understand ourselves better. Yeah. And, and I think one of the coolest pieces of it is that it shows um, who is a, who's a good romantic partner, who's a good project partner and who there is like natural tension with. So if you've got somebody in your life or, or project partners or, um, perhaps a romantic partner and you can do the test together and see if there's like natural alignment in those areas or if there's like some potential to work on it. Yeah. Excellent. And, and when we come back, um, it looks like we're, we're going to take a break in just a bit. And when we come back, we can talk about, um, well, we're going to talk about emotional release tools, how you can start to release um, some energy around when you're starting to feel that energy build up, perhaps when you're with a partner or um, moving towards your goals, where some of these the emotions come up around the shadow. We'll be diving into that. Um, yeah, I, I really want to let Daniel um, give us some tools from his his toolkit. I'm really fascinated by this archetype stuff. I'm really excited by it. I want to know more. Um, just how we can start taking some tools from Daniel's kit and use them to break free from the resistance that's pulling us out of alignment. Because um, alignment is where we have flow, right? And resistance is a lack of flow, a lack of alignment. So I'd love to, maybe we take the break now uh, and then come back in a few. And Daniel, yeah, we'd love to hear some, your thoughts, your your tools, some pra something practical that the listeners can start bringing into their lives to create alignment, to break free of resistance and start, start showing up with things appearing for them that they actually want. That's what I really want to talk to you about. Does that feel good to you? You've got it. Brilliant. Through the generous support of individuals like you, Trees for the Future has planted over 155 million trees and changed thousands of lives in the last 29 years. With your help, Trees for the Future continues to train thousands of impoverished farming families across Africa to plant their way out of poverty using an agroforestry method called the forest garden. Forest gardens consist of nearly 4,000 fast-growing fruit, nut, and timber trees that thrive alongside climate-appropriate crops surrounded by a living green fence. These forest gardens eliminate hunger in two years, increase household income over 400% in four years, 
and have changed landscapes from dry lands for monocropping to rich soils supporting over 20 varieties of crops and marketable products. Learn more about how you can be part of these efforts by visiting trees.org radio. That's trees.org radio. Sarcoma. Odds are you've never heard that word before. But for the 40 people diagnosed with sarcoma every day, it is a life-changing word. Life-changing and devastating because sarcoma is cancer. Sarcoma is a cancer of bone and soft tissue more prevalent in children than in adults. More than 6,000 people lose their lives to sarcoma each year. Treatment options for sarcoma are limited and new therapies are desperately needed. More research and increased awareness is necessary to find a cure for a cancer that you probably didn't even know existed until now. Through awareness, advocacy, and research, the Sarcoma Foundation of America is determined to help those affected by this forgotten cancer, to bring hope to the children and adults whose lives are forever changed by a word they had never heard before. Please help us in the fight to find the cure for sarcoma. For more information on sarcoma and the work of the Sarcoma Foundation of America, please go to curesarcoma.org. Get inspired. Every hour, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. We are back with Method Meets Magic Radio, Jeff and Dan, and we have our very special guest, Daniel Fox, business coach and author, and the creator, the creator of the signature approach. Daniel, thanks for being on with us. You're um, very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's um, let's kick it back. We were talking. What did you say, Dan? <laughs> foxy fox, foxy fox. That's not. That's literally not even one percent creepy at all. <laughs> oh man, I'm failing in the creep factor. I thought I thought I had it down. Next time, I'll work on it. Oh, I love it. Okay, so we're gonna go into. Um, we've been talking with Daniel a little bit about his signature approach, and now we're gonna go into. Just some tools that it sounds like you you use um, with clients in general, not necessarily tied exactly to the signature approach, but um, some really great tools on how to shift your energy. So I'd love for you to share with us some of those tools. That's right. Shifting, 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 shifting. Okay, so my nickname in transformational communities is the master shifter, part because I'm like, I can be pretty sensitive. Like I, I definitely can... You know, if somebody gives me like a weird look, I can I can feel it, you know, and um, it's a gift, but it can also be a curse. So I don't know how many people are listening can like definitely feel people's energy or feel affected by like looks they get or words or somebody being kind of like, you know, maybe a little dismissive, but it's a gift to be able to feel these things and to be able to like see them happen. But then it's also a curse because if you get affected by them and you can't pull out of it then your day's kind of ruined. Have you ever had that experience? Sure have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got a couple, I got a couple things in my bag of tricks to help people who are sensitive to things pull out of it. And this is really important because in, in a lot of transformation work, we're told to change the story about something that happens. So somebody gives you a dirty look and then Instead of like letting yourself get upset and get kind of thrown off or ruining the relationship, we're told, okay, well, change the story. Maybe they had some dust in their eye and they weren't even looking at you, right? Have you ever heard anything like that where, where somebody just tells you to change the story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. It's a really good thing, but I would call it a step two because, because what happened was you had a reaction in a split second. There was something that happened when you caught uh, what you interpreted as a dirty look. Something happened in that split second. It may have been true. It may not have been true. Maybe they had dust in their eye. Maybe they were really mad at you and they had just like awful thoughts about you. Now, regardless of whether it's true or not true, there's something that has, has to happen before we change the story. And that is we have to move this, this energy that happened in our split second reaction. Because, you know, before it happened in our body, it happened immediately. And there's now something physiologically that we have to respond to. And so these are tools that I say we do before we change the story. Because if you change the story without moving the energy, what you're left with is suppressing the feelings. 
you still have the energy in your body and now it's stuck. And now you judge yourself for having that reaction because now your feeling is incongruent with the new story that you made up. You know, so you had this emotional reaction because somebody gave you a dirty look and then you said, oh, they had dust in their eye, but you still have this energy in your body. And now you're, you could judge yourself because you're like, I still feel angry. And that person just had dust in their eye. So what's missing is the emotional release tools to move that energy before you change the story. How does it, does that all make sense? Yes. Oh yeah. Big time. That yes. happened to me just today. <laughs> so, so there are three components of any emotional release tool and it is breath, sound and movement. We're using, we're using our, our body's physiology to breathe and to move the energy out through your breath, moving your body and then making sound. Now, the problem with these things, it, making sound and movement especially, is that we exist in a civilization and very rarely in some people's lives do they have the opportunity for complete silent uh, privacy. So we're, we're caught in a restaurant with our, with our parents and then dad says something like snide about you when you were 12 it's not like you can scream at the table and flail your arms and move the energy. So these are emotional release tools that you can use in relatively private situations. You can go into a bathroom stall and do them and move this energy. You, re you ready to hear them? Yeah. Okay, bring good. It, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. I'm, I'm okay. bated breath. All right, so we've got the hand scream. And, the, and, it, and it is like it sounds. So you, you wanna put, one hand over the other, over your mouth. I'm gonna actually do this so you can hear how it sounds. <laughs> sounds like you're. It sounds like a you're kidnapped in a movie and, and you're. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So you can use basically your full voice to make sound, and it doesn't project and it doesn't cause too much of a ruckus. So this is, this is keeping things relatively private audibly. So you're not causing a bunch of alarm to people around you, but you're still able to use your full voice and create sound. Now, while you do that, while you have your, your hands over your, your mouth, you want to twist your torso almost like a golf swing, like almost like a baseball bat swing. So twist from left to right. And that is releasing the energy in your torso. It's, it's engaging the muscles in your torso um, and, and kind of releasing the place where that energy gets stuck. So you're moving your breath, you're creating sound, and you're moving your body. So that's, that's one way. So that's a, it's called the hand screen. Um, the other way is if you're at home, if you're in a, in a place with a couch or a bed, um, this is pillow pounding. And so pillow pounding is a very similar emotional release tool. It uses the physiology of the body. It uses breath, sound, and movement to move the energy um, of, a, of an emotional reaction that, that is stuck in your body that's in your experience. So find yourself on a bed. Find yourself with a pillow or two in front of you. And you want to grab your hands, clasp your hands in front of you, move them over your head, and pound the pillow in front of you. You actually want to beat, physically beat the crap out of a pillow. So this engages, again, your torso and your arms above your head. And, you know, we've, we've still got breath and sound to engage in it. So when you're done pounding the pillow, pick it up, cover, cover your face with it, and scream into the pillow. Just go ahead and scream right into the pillow. And so if you have never done something like this, if you've never done an emotional release exercise, chances are there, there's like years or decades of emotional reactions that are shoved down or stored or built up. You may actually want to do this for 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes to clear out a lot of this ex emotionally expressive baggage that we're just taught to shove down. Um, if, you keep a, if you keep a short tab on your emotions, you may not need to do it for that long. You know, maybe if you have an emotional reaction, you only need six or 10 minutes to kind of clear this out. But if this is one of the first times that you're doing it, um, 
you may find that there's a lot to move, that there's a lot of energy to move. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, so, yeah, no, that's, um, that's the gist of it. Those are two, two tools. One can kind of be used out and about. Um, that's the hand scream. And the other is more of like a, a private kind of, um, in your room, you can kind of really let a soft surface have it, let a couple of pillows have it. That's awesome. Yeah. I used I like Daniel it. this morning. I got super frustrated. Um, I, I heard Daniel talk about this the other day, but I got super frustrated with some technology stuff this morning and my phone wasn't working and I couldn't get in touch with anybody. And so I actually used, um, that emotional release tool, that first one that you were talking about. And it really does like it, it really helps to helps me to release energy. So, um, I love those. Yeah. A lot of people will scream, will scream in their car too. You could totally scream in your car. Um, so, you know, those, those of us who live in New York or a place where, where we don't have cars or using public transit, <laughs> it's a uh, closer quarters require a little bit more, uh, discretion for the noise that we make, but yeah, scream in your car. It might have um, some effects on your vocal cords. Covering your mouth when you scream really kind of protects uh, your vocal cords and, and reduces vocal strain. So you can just scream, scream, scream into your hand for quite a while, and, and it's relatively safe. I've had it spoken about doing it underwater as well, a similar one of, like, you put your head underwater in the bath and just <laughs> in the water. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I've never tried that before. Yeah. Play with it. Let me know your thoughts. I would like if, to know the things. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I were a fish, I would definitely do that one. Yes, but you'll be <laughs> in your natural habitat. So that sounds pretty noble. So just saying. <laughs> so to build on that really quick, that's, that is the first step to changing a story. Uh, you know, it's, it can feel like a lot to change a story when we still feel an emotional charge around something. Um, I think changing the story, changing our interpretation about an event is really the key to unlocking forward motion and to keep to keeping ourselves on track with our vision but if there's a physiological re emotional response that's happening then by all means move it clear it out it's so much easier to shift when you can just move that energy and get back to a place of neutral i like it. yeah hitting the reset button mm -hmm. hitting the reset button and so how how do you suggest that people maintain a connection to their intention, their intended outcome as they do this? How do people maintain an intention to their intended outcome? A connection to their intended outcome. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think, I think once you're back at neutral, you know, however present your intended outcome was when you, when you got knocked off track, it'll probably still be there mm -hmm. because we're just kind of clearing things out. We're like clearing yeah. things that don't work out of the way. So if you weren't super focused, if you weren't super in touch with your vision, if you weren't like really focused, you're probably going to be just as not focused when you get back to it. So this just kind of clears out the junk that falls on top of, of, uh, of your intentionality. Love it. Take us to the next level. Cause I really want people to have the opportunity to connect with the next level before we, we take a break here and just have a little roundup talk uh, about what we've spoken about today. What's the next level after they've actually cleared it? What, where do they go to next? They clear, they've hit neutral. Um, okay. So, so the next level for me is always, um, getting in touch with the contribution that you're committed, you're committed to making. Like, what are you creating? What impact is it going to have? Um, Anytime that we commit to something that's greater than ourselves, or we commit to creating something, we set an intention, um, it's really easy to get bogged down by the tasks and the work that it takes to actually execute that. So mm. if I'm committed to building a million dollar business this year, it's going to require me making sales calls at times when I would rather be taking a nap or, mm -hmm. you know, just as a, for instance. Yeah. And so anytime that our feelings aren't aligned with what we're creating or the vision. Um, one of the most powerful ways that I found to do it is to get back in touch with what the vision is and what, what impact the vision is going to have on myself, on my family, on my community and on the world. Mm. So, so getting back in touch with that is, is the thing that pulls you that it has a gravity to it that pulls you forward through the, uh, I wish I, I wish I didn't have to do this right now. Mm -hmm. You know, leverage I, yourself. Yeah. I don't even think about it. You know, like my best advice to people is 
don't even ask yourself whether or not you want to do it. That's just an invitation to not do it. The masculine energy, if we're going to talk about the signature approach again, the masculine energy doesn't even entertain the question, do I feel like doing this? Okay. And, and it's beautiful to ask the question, do I feel like doing it sometimes? And at other times when you know what you're committed to, when you know what your vision is, to even open up the question, do I feel like doing this, is just an invitation to take you off course. And... And so both of them can be used uh, at different points. You know, the the feminine energy to ask, does this feel in alignment is really valuable sometimes. And the masculine energy to not ask that and just move forward with something that they know is aligned is really valuable at other times. Mm. Yeah. So, Daniel, um, tell me this. So because I'm hearing two different things. So how do I know when... It's time to check in kind of when we went back to in the beginning and talked about manifesting and creating something that you desire in your life. Um, I need to check in with myself to see if it's what I truly want, if it's in the shadow, like starting there. And then there's the um, don't think about like, don't check in, don't check in and see how you feel and just do it. So how do you kind of distinguish between how do you distinguish between I need to check in and just I don't need to go check in. I need to, as you said the other day, just put my shoes on. I don't think about putting my shoes on. I just need to, to do the task. So how can people decide when they should check in and when they should just do it? Mm, that's, a, that's a really good question. And I don't think that there is a formulaic answer for it. Um, for, for those of us who have been incubating visions for a long time and we've pulled the trigger and we've, we've committed to it, we've committed to ourselves and to other people, um, we know that it's our purpose or we had an ex- a deep experience at one point recently where we're like, this is my purpose. This is what I know to do. If you're in that place, it's probably going to be beneficial to ask less, um, you know, to ask if you're in alignment less than if you're, if you really don't know where you are. I mean, if you, if you don't have a solid sense of your vision and your purpose, then you're probably going to be asking more just, just, because you don't know, but there's not really, there's not really like a, a formulaic way to approach it. It's going to be from person to person, situation to situation by and large people that have trouble taking action are asking themselves whether they want to do things or they don't want to do things too much. They're too much in the feminine energy when they should be, um, balancing that with more of a masculine don't ask, just execute. Mm. I like that. And I really like the way that you specifically pulled this to, to creating alignment, specifically showing how, I think it's not about judging, saying one intention is better than another or more important than than another, but the outward facing intentions, they just feel so much better at the end of the day. And I think a lot of the work I do with people going through midlife crisis and stuff and getting to the point where they spent 15, 20, sometimes 30 years building things, and then getting to the point where they realize, actually, self-serving stuff just doesn't feel good. Um, I think the numbers speak to themselves that when you are outward-facing, when you are thinking about contribution, I love that you said, what is your contribution before you came to what are you creating? What is it adding to? What value are you making? How are you align with nature making the world a bit more beautiful? I really, really, really like this. Yeah. There's a, there's a quote that I'm looking for right now as we speak that um, I would love to share, but it might take me a second to, to find it. <clears throat> I think so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, well, while Daniel's looking for that, Jess, do you want to give some reminders for next week and perhaps give the peeps a bit more about our retreat in Sedona? Yes, absolutely. So, Talk about it. Okay, so next week we are going to be doing our question and answer session. So that's going to, there's going to, you'll see a link up on our, our Facebook group in just a bit where you can answer, you can ask any questions that you have about alignment um, and aligning your energy, the topics that we've covered today, whatever you are interested in knowing more about any questions you have, things that aren't making sense to you, or you want more information on, you can go ahead and enter them. I'll put that up on the Facebook in about five minutes. And then um, we have our magical retreat 
and Sedona, which apparently last week I did not do justice. It is May 31st through June 3rd. And basically right. it's going to be in Sedona. It's going to be super magical. We're going to be going over um, the blend of Dan's work as well as the work that I do. So we're going to really be going into how do you start to create the blueprint for the life that you desire and how do you learn to connect in with yourself on a deeper level to really understand what we were talking about today, which is is what is it that what do I feel called to do? Who am I? Why what am I adding I, to the world? My purpose. Um, we're going to be doing some amazing, beautiful hikes, meditation. We'll have a gourmet chef that's going to be in house cooking for us um, yes. all week long. Yes. Do you want to tell them a little bit about the Lucia Light? The Lucia Light, guys. I, I've I've been under the Lucia Light a couple of times now. Um, I've introduced Jess to Wishayla, who's going to be the practitioner who's going to be coming in and, and facilitating the Lucia Light. All I can say about Lucia Light is this. It will change your world. It facilitates the opening up of your pineal. It literally connects you to magical realms. I've had past life regression visions in there. I've traveled down fractal tunnels. It's completely safe. It's completely amazing. It's completely wonderful. And everybody's going to get time under the light in this beautiful weekend. Jess is also going to be uh, uh, leading us in a new moon ceremony. We're going to be doing some of that magic. Um, are we still making the manifesting boxes? I want to make a manifesting box, Jess. We're doing them. Yep. We're doing them. We're doing them. And yeah. we'll tell people what those are uh, on, on the Facebook page as well. Yes. So you can tune in there. We're doing that. But we, we're literally taking you through and we've actually... Um, we were both called to do a, a bit more of an intimate event. So there is only going to be six people. There are already two people coming. There are a couple of places left. Uh, if you want to come and join us on this magical weekend, details are on the Facebook page. But we are literally going on a magic carpet ride together into a beautiful connection of the method and the magic meeting in this beautiful place. Sedona is just magic and wonderful. You will literally levitate when you come and join us there. Um, <laughs> And we're going to connect, have some great one-on-one -on -one time, deep connection, beautiful souls, great expansion, um, and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful few days just growing and making lives just amazing. That's what we're doing. Love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And we have just about a minute left here. So you guys can, again, check it out on the Facebook page. Yes. Method Magic is our uh, Facebook page. You'll see both of our faces on there. Daniel, yeah. do you want to tell us your final quote and where people can find you? We've got it. Yes. So people can find me at signatureapproach.com and take a five minute quiz to find out what their dominant energy archetype is. And I would love to connect with anybody that takes that quiz and would love a 20 minute conversation with me. It's totally available right on that site. And after that, I would like to leave you with uh, this quote by George Bernard Shaw from A Splendid Torch. This is the true joy in life to be used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. The being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community. And as long as I live, it is my privilege to do with it whatever I can. I'm going to leave it. you with that. It goes on, but um, that's love what it. we got. Love it. And love you, Daniel. Thanks for coming to join us. Mm, my pleasure. Bringing that, bringing that, bringing that. Jess? That's it. We're I, closing out, Daniel. Thank you I so much you. for being on the show. Um, we'll see. We'll see you back here. We'll we'll see your ears back here next week. Um, <laughs> and yeah, happy manifesting, guys. Have a great one. <laughs> <laughs>